Another edition of Sarah Tea Time. This is podcast episode number two. Um, every week I will be joining you Wednesday, noon Pacific time, and 3 p.m. East Coast time. Adjust accordingly to your time zone. Uh, my name is Sarah T, and today's guest is going to be Johnny Ryan, um, who is a cartoonist. Um, I heard him described as being uh, shocking and politically incorrect. And I wonder if he's grown tired of hearing that or if he knows very well just what buttons he is pushing with everyone. Um, I find his work very comforting to my fifth-grade self who found uh, Mad Magazine for the first time. And there's something about it that made me feel uncomfortable but happy to know that somebody was exposing this side to life so um, before he joins us today, I just encourage you to check out johnnyryan.com. Um, you can also find him on Twitter, um, at Mr. Johnny Ryan. Um, his books and comics come out through Fantagraphics, which is fantagraphics.com, fantagraphics.com. Uh, this week, I am still in the slow recovery from my hospital stay. Um, I think there's a point where people get tired of hearing that you're not better yet. So I've been spending even more time on the computer, which I don't know if it's even possible, but I've been making it happen. This week I've been thinking about Kathy comics and just how much I hated them when I was in third grade. I think the reason is because I'm in Michigan right now and I drove past my old house that I used to live in where I used to just dig into and love Nancy and Sluggo comics, but my friend across the street was really into Kathy, and it just angered me so much. I felt like it just, <laughs> it represented everything that I wasn't interested in, um, like fat popping out of bathing suits, food cravings, um, freaking out, you know, with spastic sweat lines coming out of your head because your boyfriend didn't buy you the right present. Um, if anything, you know, Kathy comics should be shown to people and young girls to what they shouldn't be doing and what they shouldn't focus their life on and basically just do the opposite of everything Kathy is doing. Um, I also found been spending a lot of time, I wouldn't call it wasting, uh, but with something called a My Little Pony generator, um, which is in beta right now, um, hosted on DeviantArt. I would tell you the link, but it's too complicated, so just search for my Little Pony Generator, I'm thoroughly convinced that there's no way to make yourself look like a My Little Pony unless you have, like, freckles, glasses, or some very distinct haircut, like a mohawk. Otherwise, you know, it's just a fantasy of what we wish we would look like with these generators. I don't think I've ever created something online that looked like me, but if you think you can do it, go do it and email it to me, um, saraht at gmail.com. Well, we're just about close to having Johnny Ryan on the air, so let's take a quick break, and we will bring him on right after this. Sarah 
Hey, Johnny, are you there? Yep. Hi, welcome. You You're officially on the air. Can you hear me? Oh, hi. Yeah, I can hear hey. you. Hey. We're, we're live. This is you and me. This is it. Ta-da. <laughs> I almost hung up during your Kathy tirade. I was very offended. I know. I know. I know she speaks to your heart, Johnny. I bet, you know, I felt like you had an open mind and you would understand that, you know, some people just don't like her. You know, I know you hold her dear and near to your heart. So we're we're off to a bad start right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to it, and I'm sure you are too, you know. If you make comics like you do, I mean, it's bound to cause a reaction, you know. Are you in Los Angeles right now? Yes. Okay. I'm in Michigan, so that's a little far away. I could ask you about the weather, but I don't think I'm going to. Do you live Do you live in Michigan? No, I don't. I'm actually visiting my family right now. So. Oh, okay. I thought you lived out here, so you confused yeah, me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Um, so are you going to be at Comic-Con next week? Yes. I will be at the Fanographics booth signing Prison Pit 3. Prison Pit 3? When did that come out? It's not out yet, but they're going to have oh, okay, good. Uh, some special Phew. preview copies of Comic-Con, but it's not officially out in stores until September. Okay. You know, I was actually going to ask you, what led you deciding to do the graphic novel? Because the format before that, I hadn't seen you doing anything like that. So what made you decide to do the graphic novel? Um, it was just a combination of of things that I was uh, reading and and watching. Um, I was interested in doing a some something horror oriented. Um, also, at the time, I was reading a lot of manga like uh, Berserk and Tokyo Zombie and uh, some others, uh, and I felt like. It was something I felt like that I wanted to do, and it wasn't something that I felt would fit because my comic before this, Angry with Comics, was sort of a variety of different things. It was a couple different stories in one comic book, and the initial idea from Fantagraphics was like, well, maybe you can just like put bits of the story in the in the Angry with Comics, and I didn't really feel like it fit in there. Um, and so the next idea was, well, maybe I should just make a separate comic, like a comic book. But Fantagraphics is kind of getting out of the comic book business as far as like the pamphlet-type comics because they're not big sellers. So I then pitched it as a as just a full-length graphic novel-type series, and they were hit to that. So that's that. Did you know that you would have more than one in you? When you started it? Or oh, was yeah. It, it, was, just... it was initially, the whole idea was that it would be a series of books. It wasn't just going to be one one-off deal. So I don't know how long. I mean, my I think my plan is to do six books and then see how it goes, see how I feel, if I want to keep going, if I feel like it, that's enough. <laughs> we'll see. And did this have anything to do with this being the final collection of Angry Youth Comic? That's came out a couple months ago? You just want to do some um, more graphic? or 
it was just it was it wasn't as planned out as that. It was more kind of a natural. Uh, it was just this sort of natural progression where I kind of felt that I took that series as far as I wanted to go with it, and I wanted to go on and try some new things. Um, I also stopped the Blackie Yaparella strip at the same time because I was kind of getting really sick of doing that as well. And so when I was reading, when I read the first um, Prison Pit, which anyone who's listening, that's the name of the, uh, the more graphic direction that Johnny took, I was like, okay, this feels definitely more personal and it feels like it's it's pleasing to a side of you more that I hadn't seen before. Is there anything that you learned about yourself while doing it? Is it Was it something you, like, had you just, had you just been doing the strips for many years and then... Or had you been doing graphic novels in the background, but just never putting them out, or was it just a whole? No, it was it was totally a, kind of a switching of gears, um, and I mean it, you're you're on the right track when you when you say that it's something that's more personal in that when you're doing humor books, and that's pretty much all I I did for like the last fifteen twenty years. Um, humor is sort of this. Uh, it's this armor that you put on yourself, uh, and to do something where I've I've kind of removed that, and, and which is not to say that the prison pit isn't funny. There's there's funny things about it, but it's not that same kind of traditional type uh, gag humor that I I usually would that I was accustomed to doing, and that you're very good at, for sure. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, how would you describe your work to someone who isn't familiar with the world of comics? Um, like when they work. ask you what you do, you know, at a cocktail party. <laughs> Usually when I meet somebody who's not familiar with comics, I don't know what to talk about. Um, but like if they, but it's like they ask you, you know, what do you do, and they start how like how would you describe your comic to them? I usually feel really self-conscious, and I try to squirm away. <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, I I would say that I I usually draw humor comics um, or alternative type comics. But even I mean, usually if somebody doesn't know anything about comics, it, to try to I- explain what you're doing is it's like trying to explain you know ginger ale to a Martian or something. I mean, it's it, it's not their world and. And I feel like even if I try to explain what I do and, and what my books are about, it's it's pointless. They just it's all like Greek to them. They wouldn't even understand. So uh, it's a weird weird to them. Anyway. Do you get well, do you get tired when people like call your comics like shocking or politically incorrect, or are you very aware that that's what they are? Um, I I I don't get tired of it. I mean, I'm just I'm glad if anybody's looking or talking about my comics in, in any capacity. Um, and, you know, I, I don't, you know, a lot of people use shock as, as a pejorative that, you know, all that stuff just is, it's meant to shock. But, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the work, artwork and movies and uh, comics and stuff that I like is stuff that, that shocks me, that jars me in some way. Um, and I try to emulate that in my work. So I no, I don't I don't mind it. I, I think it's it can be appropriate. 
and it comes naturally. I guess. I mean, it's it's. I mean, the moments when I'm working, and I feel like I've come up with something that is definitely going to either shock or enrage people. That's that's an exciting. That's sort of like what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, because I read an interview once somewhere where you said, uh, what did you say? You said um, that you're amused by upsetting people. Yes. Well, I mean. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. I love making people uncomfortable, like pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, but in like in humorous ways. Like, do you still feel that way? Is that a correct quote? Oh, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's what makes it, that's what makes it fun. At least for me, in some way, I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I, I've, I've failed at making people uh, happy, so I make them miserable. <laughs> did you? Um, did that come out in any way um, when you were growing up? That type of uh, where you're amused by upsetting people. That's always just been my sense of humor. At least you know, amongst uh, the friends that I've had. Uh, you know, just sort of insulting each other. Uh, my relationships were sort of were sort of built on that, and so I just, I guess, I just kind of carried that over. And just, you know, growing up, my my family had an Irish Catholic family, and just like the way that we related to each other was by uh, berating and insulting each other. So that's, I guess, how I uh, developed that. Um, what were what were some of your favorite comics like when you were in a, like sixth grade or seventh grade? I can only assume you're into comics then, but what kind of stuff were you reading? Well, Mad Magazine, of course. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I would read I, I would read the newspaper comics, especially Kathy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then, like a, I, I think maybe sixth grade or a little later on, I, I started reading Marvel superhero type comics. What were you like when you were younger? Like, how would you describe yourself? Um, how would I describe myself when I was a young, when I was younger? I don't know. I was I was overweight. I was I was pretty much a nerd. I would play Star Wars all the all the time in my basement. I didn't like sports very much. Pretty pathetic. <laughs> did you Did you draw at that time? Um. Yes, but not as probably not as much as I would have liked to. Like looking back, I wish that I had spent more time uh, honing that craft than fucking off with Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars dolls. Um, what crossed over for you to where you started drawing more? It became more a part of what you did. Um, that probably wasn't until later, until I got out of out of college and I saw that comics were the way that I was going to go. Um, I was, I was constantly sort of pushed, uh, you know, my, my family kind of sort of let it know, let it be known that this isn't sort of a, a career path, a viable career path for someone. You have to, you have to get like a legitimate job and, uh, and so I, I kind of, I guess, suppressed my desires to, to do that. And plus, I didn't. I, I guess at the time, I sort of felt like unless you can draw like, you know, Jack Kirby or something, you can't, 
you can't have a career in comics, um, which, you know, I, I can't really draw like that. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't until uh, later when I when I was in college and I sort of started discovering Crumb and some alternative types of comics and stuff that uh, I felt like, oh, this is, this is the way I should be going. Um, for anyone who's tuning in right now, we're uh, interviewing Johnny Ryan. Um, you can find out more about him at johnnyryan.com. He is a cartoonist, and I wanted to give everyone the call-in number in case they have any questions for Johnny. Uh, the call-in number is 909-362-8230. Um, since Fantagraphics posted that number, I just want to at least give people the option. But we can just keep chatting, and if we feel like it, we can. Uh, once again, the number is 909 909- 362-8230, or if you're feeling shy, you can always um, at reply me on Twitter, uh, Sarah T, S-A-R-A-T-E-A, with any questions that you might have. Um, so what type of uh, drawing routine if you have, do you have, if, if any, with your day? Um, I, I work pretty nine-to-five, uh, so you know, I I guess I get started around nine o'clock or so, and then I just I kind of just work through the day until like five or six. You know, it varies depending on you know what I have to do, but ideally that's that's my schedule. And what are you working on right now? Um, I am working on a piece for the next Kramer's Ergot. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that anthology series that Sammy Harkum puts out every couple of years. I'm not. Say it again. Um, it's called Kramer's Ergot. Okay. Um, yeah, and so it's for an anthology book, and I'm working on that right now. Okay. And um, let's see. D- did you ever start exploring the animation direction? I think I remember you saying something about it once that you just, it turned you off, but I was just curious. Um, well, that was one of the reasons I moved down to Los Angeles, because at the time, back in like 2000 or so, I was I was working at, uh, I was living in Seattle and working as an insurance biller at the Seattle Urological Clinic. And... Uh, I felt like moving to Los Angeles, I might be able to get some sort of work in animation. Uh, you know, at least if I was going to have a day job, I can do do something that was actually using my skills. And that was sort of a bust. I, I, I guess I took a couple animation storyboard tests, and they were all terrible, and I didn't really like it very much. It was pretty pretty tedious work. So I, uh, at that time, though, the, the comic thing started to pick up. I started to get a lot more uh, freelance jobs for magazines and, and such. So I just uh, put aside my animation dreams and just kept doing the comics. And, I mean, I've had I've had things here and there where I'll do, like, uh, character design for something. and But, uh, yeah, nothing's ever sort of nothing's ever sort of manifested around me and animation as of yet. Um, would you do the voices or when you thought about it? 
Um, n- no, I, I think I have a pretty terrible voice, and it's, it's <laughs> interesting when you see when you when you hear somebody who who actually like does it for a living, and, as opposed to you know somebody who's just some amateur. It's like night and day. Have you ever thought about who you would want to voice different characters? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, well, you have to tell me later. I have like the the idea of like what you know, you know what their voices sound like, but I I guess I never really thought too much about who would play it. I mean, I guess like for Sinus Oginus, I always thought of like you know when David Cross plays like a really sad wimp character on Mr. Show. Um, yeah, I thought like that could probably work, but. I don't think it's ever gone farther than that. I've always um, imagined Lucky Yakarella to be like this mix between like Sluggo and Nancy, but like a really old Sluggo with like. But I, that doesn't really describe the voice in my head to you out loud, and I'm too shy to do it out loud. In, in my head, I imagine her. I imagine her voice. Like, if she was ever animated, I would see her voiced by, like, a 40-year-old man who, like, smokes. Yes. Like, a lifetime of smoking and drinking. Definitely some smoking has to be involved for her, if that makes sense. Um, well, what are some of your favorite comic book stores, Johnny? Um, you mean recently or of all time? I don't know, like... Ones that affected you, ones you love to visit, ones that are worth traveling for, anywhere. Um, well, I guess I'll 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 name off some newer ones. Uh, see, I, I like uh, Matt Fury's work a lot. He does a book called Boys Club. Um, there's a manga that I like called Berserk, uh, and also another one that's called uh, Detroit Metal City is about a black metal band in Japan. Um, let's see. Lisa Hanawalt does a comic called I Want You, which is very good. Uh, Benjamin Mara has a book. Actually, he does several different books. Um, Night Business is one of them. I recommend that. Um, I'm sure I'm, I'm forgetting stuff, but those are some good ones to look for. And, oh, and, and real about, deal. The real deal is also one of the greatest comics, and it's it's one of those things that it's not really well known, but it it came out in the '90s. But it's it's definitely had a huge influence on me, and it's worth seeking out. I think they they sell it on the uh, Picture Box website. Picture Box is a comic book publisher. Uh, but yeah, if you find a comic called The Real Deal, it's great. I, I've seen those. I've seen the covers of those before, but I, I've never even got my hands on them. The drawings kind of remind me of the animations from this fake group called Major Laser, meaning like everyone in the video is just anim- these animated, really muscly black guys. So I've seen, you should look I've for seen some Major Laser videos, but I don't think I've seen any animated one. Yeah, those are like, um, the, like the women dancing and stuff. Yeah, I saw but one there's of them. ones with, yeah, there's ones with like really muscled out dudes, and it reminds me of the Real Deal comics. Um, I'll I'll post it on the 
the blog later for this podcast. I think it's sort of it has a he has a drawing style that's similar. It's it's a combination between Raymond Pettibone, the guy that used to do those Black Flag record covers, and Gary Panter. Okay. So it's sort of a very well, kind of a fluky style, but it's it works. It's it's very sincere. Yeah. Well, now, what about some of your favorite comic book stores? Um, well, I live right up the street from Secret Headquarters, so I guess that's become my default comic book place of choice. <laughs> yeah, um, they're great. Yeah, it's a great store. Secretheadquarters.com, if anyone wants to go to that. <laughs> I think they sell stuff online. What else? <laughs> what, what else? other comic book stores? Um, yeah, what other comic book stores? <laughs> like in your travels? Because uh, there's people listening from all over the U.S. right now, so it doesn't have to just be L.A. Um, Desert Island in Brooklyn is a great store. Uh, they do lots of, uh, and you know, any any of these stores that sort of cater to more avant-garde tastes are are always better stores to go to. Um, Meltdown, which is actually right down the street from me as well. LA's got lots of good comic book options. Um, and the Fantagraphics Bookstore in Seattle is another good comic store. I've never been there. I've actually never been to Seattle, and that's seriously the first place I'm going to go if I ever make it up there. <laughs> but isn't that where you used to live? Yeah, I lived there for a couple of years. Um, early, like ninety from ninety nine to two thousand and two. Okay, all right. And you used to live at Amherst too. I used to live there. I went to college at UMass. I went to Crocker Farm Elementary. Did you you lived in Amherst? Yeah, yeah. Crocker Farm Elementary. Our um, our mascot was a, a crocodile. Are you from Massachusetts? No. Um I live I lived there for like sixth and seventh grade. Um it was what it was. <laughs> but well believe it or not, we're actually um just about at the end of the show, Johnny. Um I really appreciate you I joining can tell me. By your um, <laughs> no, I was rubbing my eye. I have so bad allergies right now. Oh, and I did yawn. Johnny, thank you for so much for joining me. Um, everyone should definitely check out his comic, johnnyryan.com. Uh, it's more than one. There's plural comics, many different variations of that. Um, he's going to be at Comic-Con. Is, is it next week? Yes, next weekend. Okay. Um, thank you Either so much Friday for joining Friday and Saturday. Me. Friday and Saturday. Sure. The minute you go away from Los Angeles, like time warps, and I don't know what's happening anymore. But um, thank you so much for joining me, Johnny. Um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, everybody. Um, that was the interview with Johnny Ryan. Once again, you can find out more about him on johnnyryan.com. Um, brace yourself. It is a world of a Amazing. Um, you can send me topics for next week's show, Sarah T at gmail.com. 
And special thanks to this week's voiceovers, uh, Sarah Jane in Philadelphia, Sharon in the Valley, Justin from Longmont, and Ellie in Culver City. Um, I will see you next Wednesday. Uh, Join me then every Wednesday, noon Pacific, and 3 p.m. on East Coast time. (laughs) I'll see you next week.